Welcome to Mole Man Talk. I'm your host, Shiso Moa. On today's episode, this gentleman is ranked number one in 2018 Leagues of Legend. Stay tuned to listen how he did it. Now back to our sponsors, and let's get to it. Are you looking for the latest Hmong-inspired menswear? Well, look no further. Shiso's menswear makes suit accessories, uh, apparels, and you can find them at www.xixomenswear.com. Hey, everyone. Super excited today. We have a very young gamer today. Yes, out of any category we have on our podcast, we have a gamer. This guy is not just any gamer, but a pro gamer. We are super excited to have him. Good morning, Jonathan. How are you doing today? Why don't you start? Doing good. Doing good. How's it, how's it going? Awesome. Awesome. I'd like to ask you this, Jonathan. Tell us one thing we do not know about you, man. Uh, yeah, I think the coolest thing that I tell people when I first meet them is, you know, I'm a, I have gone full rides to play video games as specific colleges. So we are going to talk about that and your career path of a gamer, because you went through like about five or so major change in your career for uh, majoring in, in school. And you had one point about three years or four years about two three years back you kind of stopped for a minute there uh granted in your your teens or even when you're a kid because we're going to talk about that i wish we will get there because you you took a break from it after becoming the number one north america player in league of legends dude you are really good (laughs) thanks thanks it's a lot of work it's a lot of work uh let's take you all the way back when you were a kid uh let's take you back about your mom your your dad especially too as well and let's talk about your fam they're all gamers am i wrong or right no 100 right you know a lot of my gaming actually came from them they would come over and we would just it's a good pastime and it's a good way to connect with them and i was a kid at the time so it's really hard as maybe a seven or six year old to kind of talk to the older cousins so we would just play warcraft we would play starcraft and it was really fun Connor Strike. That kind of gives you a ballpark of age because you said StarCraft and Warcraft. We're talking first Warcraft, the original over the original? We will play two and three. So Warcraft two and three, yeah. Okay. You're not quite my age where you play the original yet. <laughs> Did you play uh, Dota also as well? Yes. Yeah, I played a little bit of Dota 1 back in the Warcraft 3 mod. And that was really kind of what kind of got me into the MOBA uh, genre. G- got it. Now, your dad, he, he was a gamer as well, correct? Yeah, we would play Brutal War, StarCraft 1 all the time. He would beat me every time we played against each other. So I thought he was, like, the best player. And I got a little older, and then, you know, he kind of slowed down a little bit. But, yeah, it was really fun, and he introduced me to gaming. That was... I, I bet that's the most cutest, adorable, like, father-son. Uh, I could see this uh, two PCs, and they're just going at it. Uh, <laughs> As your dad, does your dad still game as today, as of now? Uh, not as much anymore. You know, he just doesn't have time. And I think once I kind of grew into my own, my own kind of games, he kind of had a, he stopped for a little bit, yeah. Uh, you know, your dad, he was, was he the one that influenced you to becoming a, a pro? Um, it's tough. I, I think it was a little bit of myself, of course. I mean, he wanted to pursue this passion of mine but also his support and also all of my family's support 
know, without them, I definitely would not be where I am today. A lot of their support, you know, a traditional among families, they kind of tend to, they try to turn off your internet, you know, they, th- they, they try to tell you to study all the time and stuff. But my family was actually quite different, uh, thankfully, and I was, I'm very uh, blessed for that. Um, yeah, they supported me my whole way, so. When you were about seven, eight years old, your dad was first introduced you to StarCraft, am I correct? Yeah, around seven or eight, StarCraft and Counter-Strike were my big two games that I played. Oh, man. Um, in the beginning. What was, do you remember your age of just playing that game, your feeling of just playing that game for the first time? Oh, I don't, I don't. It was definitely really young, and my uncle actually took me out. I don't know if you remember those lands that people used to do back then, where you would bring your computer in, like, a gymnasium, and you guys would all set up with, like, cores everywhere. My uncle actually brought me to a couple of Counter-Strike tournaments to play with them. Um, and that was really fun. You know, he wanted to bring a family member, and although I wasn't as good as, like, his other teammates, he thought that that family bonding and, and the experience would really be fun. So, Jonathan, the struggle of gaming, you have no clue what 6K modem dollar versus oh. nowadays. You can be on your mobile phone, or your iPhone 10 or 11, 12, where you're at, and just playing versus us playing on a 56K. I'm telling you, the struggle <laughs> was real back then playing oh. uh, Warcraft. You, you, I wish we still had that so you could just get the impatient of waiting and logging and lagging and so forth and so on on it <laughs> i cannot imagine i've seen the photos you know of like the the big lands and the cores everywhere so it's pretty it's weird to think about it now because yeah we're in a different world now starcraft counter-strike i, I grew up playing that um did you like playing first shooter games too as well besides just that kind of style game uh my first person shooter game only was just counter-strike so that's the only okay. thing that I played back then. I didn't play the Half-Life. I didn't play the Doom. I didn't play the yep. Quake. I think people were playing. So yep. Uh, more uh, PC or uh, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. What kind of console are you are you most likely on? I was always a PC. The only console that I had was a Super Nintendo and a PS One. So I never got okay. the PS Two. You know, never got the GameCube. Yep. Just wasn't really my my thing. So. Uh. Being being a PC player, do you imagine yourself like cheating sometimes with some games? You know, people have accused me of that, of course, okay. in, in the Counter Strike and stuff. But no, I never have. I, I legitimately never have. It just hasn't really appealed to me. It's like, I play for the competitive. I play to compete, and I'm cheating. It's like I'd rather go do something else. Have you ever? I'm pretty sure with all the experience of playing, whether it's League, whether uh, StarCraft, have you ever played against a player that you know they're cheating, and you were able to win still? I can't say I have, no. Those guys are very hard to beat. <laughs> I bet they are because, you know, they're at a huge advantage. That's why they're cheating, right? Right. Uh, to win, whether the, the game is obviously rigged in their favor uh, for a powerful gun or sword, wherever it could be, right? Right, right. Paper. <laughs> I, I, you know, back then, like, there's no way to capture that. Just know that they were cheating, you know, versus nowadays you could screen capture everything on Twitch and you're like, yeah, this guy's cheating. There's no doubt he's super powerful. He's you know, two three click you're dead. Um, but it it it's been there and it's those kind of players just doesn't make the game enjoyable to them. It is, but to you, just like what's going on here? I mean, how, I'm pretty sure you're upset too when you get uh, played by a cheater. Just like it doesn't make other experience of uh, whether you are just a beginner player, not the best experience to play, and even to this day. Right. Um, yeah. 
I'm pretty sure you've been accused of many times of being a cheater uh, and leagues. Yes or no? Uh, more more Counter Strike, I think. I think League is very hard to cheat nowadays. I think they have a really good system built in. So for Counter Strike, though, it's always, you know, sometimes you get those lucky headshots all the time. Sometimes they just run up and you were randomly hitting on that spot and they just accuse you of cheating. And it's what what can you do? You know. Um, at one at that time, as a as a uh, not only a kid but going into your your college year, you were in Missouri, am I right? Yeah, I was in Columbia College in Missouri. That's where I really took off with my collegiate career and started to make a splash and into the scene. And that's where people kind of knew me as Hollywood. So, oh, that's my gamer tag that I go by. And that was, I was about to mention that. We'll get there <laughs> how you got the name of Hollywood. So we'll get there. Uh, why, why Missouri? I thought you were here. I know you're here in Twin City, but why were you there in, in Missouri at the time? So at the time when I was two years ago, three years ago now, actually, uh, or four, maybe four, I'm old, probably four years ago, but esports were still very new. So these schools that offered scholarships in, in the U.S. were very, the pool was very small. Maybe you had maybe 10 or 15 colleges who actually offered scholarships for video games. And I really wanted to take that talent and pursue it and just to make use of it. If I can get free money or free tuition off of playing video games, I wanted to take it. So. Columbia College was the one that spoke out the most to me. And, you know, I, I cherished my time there. It was really great. And, yeah, it was a really great first experience for collegiate gaming for me. It's, you were really the starting, I would say, the era of gaming, getting scholarship. In my age, they were like, they never, that, that wouldn't even come across the mind. Right. Scholarship is like with a ball of some sort, like foot. Ball, basketball, you get the point, but right. not an actual controller or a right. keyboard. I mean, you know, that doesn't exist in my era of it. But now it's uh, with gaming, it's so much bigger. It's heck, it's bigger than all the sports combined. It's, I don't know, X amount of trillion dollars combined. Um, and any, anybody, everybody, it doesn't discriminate whether your disability or not, you know, black or white, it doesn't matter. It, it is universal to all. Who can play professionally, um, and that's one thing I love about gaming. You know, for, for example, as a uh, want to be professional football player, of course, if you don't have legs to run, of course, you're not going to play pro. Not, not, not with gaming, man. You have a PC or you know a console in front of you. You could be a professional player, really good at it. So, uh, but to you, you're you have all that, and more probably, you're a mom kid. You're right, right, yeah. You're a monk kid, you know. I it's never heard of that. A monk kid playing in a pro, and uh, fast forward just a little bit, and again in 018, you were like again ranked number one in North America. Man. That's just amazing. Could you tell me some of the concentrations and what it takes to be in that kind of level? Oh man, it's it's tough. You know, to play at the highest level, you need to be playing fully focused. Uh, if your thoughts are anywhere else, you end up losing the game or you end up making mistakes. And I remember playing in North America a couple of years ago. They had, we have world finals. So that's all the international pros that actually um, play together. I only play collegiate, so I don't play in the same bracket as they do. But the, the best player in the world, he's a Korean player. He goes by the name of Faker. And he was actually in North America that year for the world finals, the international finals. And I actually ran into him on ladder. Because my rank was high enough, and I actually had to play against him. He plays my role. He plays mid. 
I just got demolished. Okay, it wasn't even close. And I realized that, okay, if I wasn't fully focused in, in those kind of games, where he's, he was like a robot, right? You know, this guy gives every game 100%. And I bring that up because it was very easy to see the difference between a concentration levels and just his, his raw knowledge of the game. So it takes a lot. You know, you have to do mental resets all the time. You have to... Some teams actually practice meditation before their matches. I'm not sure if that's common in traditional sports, but it definitely helps to clear your mind of everything and, and make sure that you're feeling good. Playing game is, again, no different from Michael Jordan throwing, you know, a shot a thousand times. And that's no different from you sitting and clicking a button a thousand times. Um, you know, granted, I would, I would arguably say that gaming, it could, it could get kind of analytical too because you could kind of time some, you know, your, your ultimate on, on it or, you know, and so forth. Um, and it is, again, it's no, no different. But for those who are looking in, it's just like Jonathan, like, he's just a, a, a gamer. He's not going to go nowhere in life. And, and at an earlier stage, some don't see that. Maybe your parents. But, again, your parents are different. My parents was like, in my own term, like, don't get it watching. Well, dad, this is a good example right here of a guy who did it and had a full scholarship doing it. And you got that scholarship, uh, again, it was in Missouri, am I correct? Yeah, it was Missouri, yep. But there was no such thing as roster or who to pick uh, prior to, you know, there's no, there was no filtering system. How did they know who to choose? So they, uh, how I got, how I knew about Columbia College was that they had released a form, or they released like an article saying that they were going to do an esports team in the fall. We're going to offer scholarships. So I actually sent them my esports resume. So that's just my rank, you know, everything that I play, my position that I play. And they emailed me the day after. And they said that they'd like to reach out. And that's how I got kind of connected with them. Um, yeah, it was a very, they make it a pretty easy process, thankfully. Um, you know, being a bit with, have you ever met the founder of Riot? Uh, I was over there three years ago at Riot. I don't know if I met the founder, but I met a lot of employees there, and I got to see their headquarters. Wow. Did, uh, what part did you see of, of Riot? Did you see more of the back office, how they created the game, et cetera? Or what, what did you all see? Uh, I just saw how, how, just how laid back and how cool it was. You know, they, some of them would just be playing games, like together, like together. They would be test running some stuff. They'd be play testing some stuff. Um, I saw some cool, really, statues and, and just like, yeah, it was just cool. It was cool. After talking to you, I'm just gonna quit my and become a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's not too late. Never too late for it's not too late. for gamers, you know. <laughs> like Dad, I'm gonna become a gamer. Forget doctors and lawyers. I'm just gonna become a pro gamer. <laughs> <laughs> um, with you know, with with uh, with with gaming, it's come quite a long way. It's been a few years there, you know, versus. I'm just kidding, comparing this to like football where, you know, you play in a little leagues and, you know, so and so on. But they're starting to implement that as well. Uh, and now, I mean, look at your jersey. There's even a beautiful jersey that you wear. Oh, should I stand up for it? Oh, yeah. Look at that. I got the logo. And I actually have my name on it. Can you see my back? Hollywood, Hollywood man. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about so, that. How'd you get yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. So it's actually a really cool story. I actually like telling this. People, yes, yes, yes. There's... Uh, in Minnesota, we have a mall called MOA, the biggest indoor mall of America, for people who are not from Minnesota. And then actually in it, they had a place called Aces. And Aces was this kind of airplane uh, simulator where you kind of 
just jump in. It's like a really cool simulator where you jump in the plane and you, you play like this online fighting thing. Um, so the medium, all of our parents actually did it, and my sister did it too. And there's a guy at the intercom telling us how to play, and we had to shoot each other down, right? And my plane was called Hollywood. The name of the plane was called Hollywood. So, so the guy would refer to me as Hollywood. He didn't know my name, of course. My sister was like Bulldog, and my dad was like Gunfighter or something. But I got the plane Hollywood. So he was like, yo, nice shot, Hollywood. You know, Hollywood, you got to do this. So you got to put out your flares so you don't get missiles in the, in the, in the back. And it just kind of stuck. And uh, I've been Hollywood ever since. So kind of just That's how you got the name. Of course, the name is Tag. <laughs> uh, behind your back nowadays. I'm pretty sure you go to plenty of uh, gaming conventions and competed. I don't know how many times have you competed. Oh, I can't even count now. Um, sometimes they have lands. They have online tournaments all the time now, especially with Corona. Uh, but hopefully the, the idea is to... Back at Columbia College, we used to travel a lot. I remember going to DreamHack Denver. That was really fun. They flew us out there because we actually were a finalist in that tournament. And the experience is just great, you know, playing on stage and we're just gamers. It's weird. We just play video games on a PC and a keyboard, but they actually do like awesome lights for us. They do awesome production. They make us play in a really cool setup and it's a lot. It's great. That was in 017, 018. That's DreamHack Houston, right? Yeah, versus Houston. Yes. Yeah. And it you was guys actually, Houston. you won that one. Your team, you and your team won that one. We did. It was a... Fun. Is that was that was that your first win ever? No, it wasn't my first one ever, okay. but it was my most memorable one. And I Why remember so? we I don't know, maybe it was just my parents actually drove down to Denver for that. So that was really cool to have them support me. It's always been great having their having them support me all the time. And it was just great. I don't know. It was my kind of last hoorah until I took a break from League of Legends. So I wonder what your dad's feeling that knowing your son uh is pro playing and, and actually winning that competition i bet he was just like super happy to run up to you and like yes that's yeah. my son right? <laughs> he was very proud for sure he reminds me of that match today still today to this day he's like you remember when you went legendary in that game three uh, versus houston and i'm like yep it was uh it was a fun time so uh let's talk about more about your 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 mental health and stuff too as gaming in that time of gaming really hard I'm becoming pro and you said you kind of stopped, but what were you going through as far as just like your mental, your, your physically and just preparing for a game to becoming a pro? Uh, it's a lot of balancing, actually. You know, I played tennis in, in high school and obviously I couldn't play tennis all day because I would get too tired. Like physically, my body can't take it. So you, you would have to take a break. But for, for video games, it's a lot different because you can actually game for 10 hours, 12 hours, and that's kind of I, I think where the negative stigma of gamers come from but you know regardless of that it's hard for us to play that long and be that focused kind of alluding to what i said earlier if you're not playing at your best you're just not going to win and that's just a fact in anything you do any passion any sport so it's been a lot of balancing of just life you got to run all your areas of your life i think people always get that stigma that gamers only game you know they're living in their mom's basement or whatever whatever the case you know what they say about about gamers usually and it's just a lot of balancing. So I know when I used to have a gym membership back a year ago, and I would go to the gym every day before class, every single day before class. Because if, if I felt really good, I would play good or play well, I guess. And that was the year that I actually got the highest rank ever, uh, and ever, because I was 
eating well, I was feeling well, and you know, I was doing well in my classes. So it's a lot of balance of everything. And with anything too, you know, you don't want to only be pursuing your passion 100% of the time. If you're like a drawer, if you're like a, if you're pursuing a sport, just make sure you, you balance it out. On a, on a, can you peek? I mean, how, how many hours in a week would you be playing video game? Would you say? Oh, I, I don't even, I don't even know. Maybe a week, maybe 20 to 30 a week. Okay. And what time was that? Was working out maybe an hour? Uh, I like to work out for an hour and a half usually. Yeah. Hour and a half a day. Yeah. Uh, you work out, you just move you what, cardio or lifting or? Uh, lifting and a little bit cardio here and there, you know, leg day, you know, biceps, triceps. What about consuming? Are you eating just chicken or something? Or Yeah, I ate a lot of chicken that month, actually. It was, it was okay. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking notes here. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking notes here. Uh, besides this, to balance, let's hear about piano. You can play piano, right? Yeah, so when I took a break from league after I left Columbia College and I switched on to a different game, um, I actually had time to pursue different things that I wanted to do. And that's when I kind of got into competitive Smash Bros. That's when I got into piano. So I actually picked up piano by myself. I learned a little bit of music back in high school. So that was a little bit easy to kind of get back into the rhythm of, of reading sheet music. But the, the piano was, it was completely different to me. It was completely new. So it was fun. It was really, really fun. When playing at your peak optimal, as you can see, you're playing against the best number one. He's a Korean guy, right? Uh, yeah. And you said you got slaughtered. Uh, he was playing also mid, and at the time you were playing also mid too as a player, right? Uh, and so it was pretty much head to head. And it, yep, what did you notice about what he was playing different the way you do after looking at it? Everything. It's he wastes like zero movement. Everything's so refined. He has an intention with everything that he does. You know, everything has a purpose. Everything has a reason that he does. And it was just it. It was like he was a robot. It, it was pretty. Cool to see. Was he playing the same champion? Because you like playing Kalia, right? As a champion. Right. She was, was my yeah. She was my best hero back then. Um, no, he was playing a different hero. You, you can't uh, duplicate heroes in ranked. So there's only one of each. Um, he was playing a different hero, and he just yeah, it just demolished me. Uh, out of all these characters, why that particular one? I don't know. She was very fun for me, and I really liked the way that she played. Like her play style, uh, it's hard to explain to people, I guess, who haven't really done mobas before. But it's kind of, think of a, like a like a position that you play in, in in a sport. You know, why do you like quarterback? Why do you like wide receiver? Why do you like tight end? Why do you like running back? Maybe that's a little bit of a better explanation for people who don't play mobile games. Is I like the way that the role played. If that makes sense. Uh, you know, after taking that break and coming back, are you still playing the same character and surfing that uh, surfing that rock? Uh, no, I'm not. But I'm glad you <laughs> you must have done research with that. That's funny. That's awesome. Um, no, I actually switched positions to support. So I am okay. now instead of being in the middle of the map, I am now in the bottom side of the map and actually play with. I'm actually the only person who plays with somebody else in my lane. Um, so it's kind of, of course, it's kind of hard to explain, I guess, but it's been a great change. It's like switching positions in, in football. You know, can, can a pro actually go from playing QB to playing, you know, running back? You know, not kind of, kind of hard, right? Because it's not your specialty, it's not your expertise, but my team wanted me to make the switch. 
And I did. And I made the position switch, and it's been great ever since. You know, because with leagues, there's Summoner's Rift was one of the most common map or map that you play. Obviously, there's a middle lane in and a two middle lane out, and being right. support and staying in lane kind of more back. Uh, I bet your playstyle has definitely changed to maybe more support than less aggressive than you have before being playing mid mage. Yes or no? Yeah, yeah. It's been a nice switch because support, you can use more of your brain to kind of influence the map and kind of see where you want to play. Um, supports like to be calling for plays a lot, and I, I like to do that too. It's one of my biggest strengths as a player was just calling for plays and understanding how the map worked. And well, with mid, I don't have to play mid anymore, so I'm not as burdened with those mechanics, if that makes sense. I won't be having to hit everything, hit all my abilities uh, as support. So, What character do you play now as a support? I play what's generally good in the meta, so that's kind of the best three picks. Okay. But I play most of your engage and tank supports. So okay. usually supports can be like your healers, it can be your buffers, but I like to be the guy who goes in into the enemy team and just kind of disrupts people and, and, and makes them um, really chaotic. So Just disrupting the play, play order while you mid come in and kind of take control. Because right. you, again, you are the supporter of the right. team. Uh, when, you know, you guys, as of right now, you guys are uh, undefeated amongst two other schools and teams out there that are undefeated. So technically, there's three undefeated teams. This is for North America, right? This is for North Region, uh, the collegiate circuit, yes. So we're actually just undefeated as of yesterday. We had a really tough, tough match. It was really fun. Nailbiter of a series. You know, your heart's pumping. You know, you're kind of like doing everything you can to win. And my adrenaline was high yesterday for sure. So, yeah, we are one of three teams who are undefeated so far. Was your routine kind of the same? With it? Were you eating chicken again and go out for a run or what? <laughs> <laughs> were we what? I'm sorry. As far as your routine preparing for that match, was it still kind of the same? Before oh, uh, and after, it, it was it was just a lot of emotions. Yeah, I can't even explain it. Can I find that replay on Twitch or so? Yes, we actually recorded the whole set. Um, I'm, I'm on two channels, two different Twitch channels. So, okay. cool for those of you listening, I'll put it in the comment below, and you'll find it on Twitch and check out his gameplay and how that went down. As you mentioned, they did win, but I still want to see the overall gameplay of that. Um, you know, I want to I want to switch over to um, you know, schooling and you're what mid 20s now. Um and you can you left Missouri but now you're in Columbus. I mean, how how does Columbus I, mean, I just don't get the point of like I'm gonna take that back. Again, I'm comparing to my age of like this not impossible to have a scholarship full ride playing game. And you have the opportunity to do that. Um, I mean, what do you say? Do you call colleagues of those who are going to be a doctor? And then you, of course, just playing game and taking it to a pro level. I want to have your thoughts and feelings um, versus your career path and express that maybe more. Does that make sense for beginning with this question? Uh, a little bit. Could you like maybe... I think I missed the, the beginning part of it. Like as far as your career right i want you to elaborate why gaming could be so um you know uh, again it's 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 just not the norm i just can't get through my head you know as an older man and back when that's just not possible to have but having the opportunity now it's becoming again a huge thing nowadays 
and mm-hmm. any kid could do it. Any kid, men, women, old, young, and now even having a scholarship. That is an opportunity that if I had that, I would, you know, and with school having the opportunity to do this, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed that you are that good at that to take that opportunity. Do you regret it at all? I know in the past I have. You know, there are times where I hate playing the game uh, just because I do it so extraneously and I do it vigorously. But there's times where you also love what you do. And I think lately that's been more of it. I think I was at the right place at the right time. You know, the first year I went to college, that was the first year they did esports scholarships. You know, in my head, it's like, what better time is there? Why, why, why would I never, ever pursue this? So I guess ever since then, I've just been really pursuing it and and I took it as for what it is. You know, whether I regret it or not, I think it's just, just how it goes. It, it comes with a job and you know, I think a lot of it is just my passion and my willing to compete. After schooling's all done, and let's say you're done with your competition, um, if eSports or Riot came to you for an opportunity, would you take it? Uh, maybe, maybe not. I don't think so. Okay. I think Interesting. in the past, I've wanted to go pro and I've learned what the pro life was like. You know, you're actually playing 10 hours a day of only League of Legends. Of course, you have to be a student of the game. So that just comes naturally as 10 hours a day is just pretty standard. So what I actually want to do is I want to either lead my own esports program at a college somewhere. You know, I've actually had my old directors and my old colleges message me and say, hey, Jonathan, when you're, done, when you're finished with your bachelor's, come over and, and start a program. Come work for us. You know, we want you to coach our team and we want you to because you have that experience and the expertise, so we want you to lead our program. So ideally, that's what I want to do for now. But, you know, hopefully when I graduate, we'll see, so we'll see what opens up. Oh, so coach then. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I was just making the assumption uh, with eSport and with Riot coming these opportunity, whether it's game development. I know you don't code, but you could be the tester or something, right? Mm-hmm. tell your inputs on that i thought you might take the opportunity but i never saw you as a coach granted you are number one you know but okay that would be awesome have you ever considered it though as coaching oh uh, yeah i used to coach um my own clients actually i would just be working from home in the summertime uh coaching people how to play mid a lot of times and although team coaching is a little, a little different it's something that is really fulfilling i used to coach a team back in cca i used to did a little bit of coaching back at columbia and seeing these guys who are just like very bad at working together, people who are very closed off personalities. And as an event, you know, you see them actually grow and mature as humans. It's actually really cool to see. You know, you see them work together easier. You see them understand how to talk to each other. You see them just become better individuals. And I found that really fulfilling. So it's something that I wanted to do. And it just feels, it feels good at the end of the day, you know? I hope you keep pursuing that, man. Heck, you could coach me how to play leagues <laughs> from day one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me know anytime. Let me know anytime. Um, we're going to talk back about, about one thing is your dad took you, we're talking Counter-Strike too. Your dad and uncle took you to huge convention back then and you were playing against adults like myself and you were just like beating these guys, man. Now let's reverse the role. You being in your mid-20s, 
have you got beaten by a kid that's half your age? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes there's like people who are better than me and they're like 16 or 15. You know, these young guys are pretty crazy these days. Does that, that is kind of like um, reminiscing of you when you were that, that 12 year old kid and you can hear on the mic, like, this is a little kid's voice. And I just got beat by some kid, that 12 year old. Uh, I bet that's a really good feeling as well, too, to really uh, bring back when you were a kid as well, that you would beat these 24 year old kid guys uh, playing the same game. It's kind of funny. It comes in a full circle sometimes. So, <laughs> how do you how do you take a loss, man? How do you feel when you take a loss? Uh, I've always been bad at it. You know, doing it as long as I have, you think I'd be a pro at losing now. But the feeling and the pain never stops. You know, even in tennis, when my parents would come watch me play, and would lose like a a, a, t- a tough match. You know, at the end they always say it was a good match. But I'm like, no, we just lost. Like, how was that a good match? But then, a- as a spectator now, and as being more older now. And getting a better point of view, you start to understand why they say it was a good match. Because it actually was, regardless of whether you won or lost. And at, at the time, I was very results-based, so if I lost, I think I played bad. But that's not always the case. I think League told me that sometimes you play your best, and sometimes you still lose. But at the end of the day, what, what else can you do? You know, you, you, put your, you put your heart out there, and, and you practice your best, then if you don't win, then maybe you just have to try harder next time, or it just is what it is. So... I think lately losing has been easier, but if it's a high stakes match, it's nothing's gonna stop that pain. So it's tough. Jonathan, let me ask you a few of these questions here that wrap things up. What does it mean to be a Hmong man? Be a Hmong man, that's something I've been asking myself a lot lately. Especially as I went away from my college years, I started to understand where my culture came from and everything. And of course, we didn't speak Hmong more in the house, so I'm not as fluent in it as I wish I were. But, you know, I guess to sum it up, my answer right now is still unfinished, and I think it will be unfinished for a while. But a lot of it has been lately just what, you know, of these values and, and our traditions of our culture that do I want to bring on and pass on to my kids when I have them? You know, how much of these do I want to pass on? And of course, you know, we have some very patriarchal um, society. Um, when it comes to Hmong culture and what part of that do I want to change, you know, to, to my kids and tell them, you know, this is our culture, but I want you to respect uh, these parts of American culture also. So kind of a long-winded answer. I don't know if I answered the question, but I'm still trying to figure that out myself. So, Secondly, Jonathan, what would you tell the 12-year-old Jonathan advice being a programmer? 12 year old me i would tell him pursue your passion and make sure you know what you're getting yourself into you know i i think at the time all i wanted to do was go pro i didn't understand the ins and outs of the industry i didn't understand what that truly meant and how would that shape my lifestyle um, and i would actually tell myself just uh be passionate and go all in you know if you have a passion or something Make sure you pursue it to the fullest. You don't want to leave any room for regrets and say, you know, if I could have tried harder here, I actually could have gone pro. You know, I, I could have done more. So make sure you go all in and, and be passionate. Lastly, for those who want to follow you, whether it's Twitch, YouTube, etc., give us a good pitch. Oh yes, my Twitch. I don't stream very often, but sometimes I do, and you can catch me playing League or, or other stuff. It's Hollywood NA. So it's my name, Hollywood. 
and you just put na for north america i'm behind it that's my twitch handle and if you follow me you'll know when i go live and you can come hang out and, and say hi in the chat and let me know where you came from if you came from uh this podcast or or anything be, be cool to see we are very very appreciative of your time um you know congrats you just won the last match yesterday and you got a few more matches left and i know you have a buy left to take that to your advantage and i hope you take that first place again thank you thank you it's uh it's a lot of hard work but it's worth it in the end thank you well appreciate your time man well that ends our episode if you haven't yet visit our website at www.momentalk.com or find us on facebook moment talk lastly if you're listening on on us on a podcast from stitcher or spotify google play or itunes please give us an honest rating give a shout out to ku aku cooked it up for the intro and outro of the beats these deep these beats are pretty dope check them out ku cooked it up dot beatstars.com